0: A podcast brought to you by Energy Live News. It's Friday. It's four o'clock. And it's the last day of this decade for me. What a shocker. My son's sitting here behind going, what the F is going on? Oi, oi. I am going to cross over the dimension of space and time and enter my sixth decade tomorrow. So I don't know what to say. Uh, but luckily, everyone's coming apart from that git, Alex. Boo. Boo. Who, just because he's leaving, has decided not to even bother turning up to the best party of the year. And that right, Al? No. Yeah. Oh. Wrong. There we go. All he wants was chicken wings. And he's going to get them. Uh, podcasters, hello. Hope you're listening. The show's getting more and more mental. And, of course, we've got Johnny and Pre to add that Boo. certain element. Uh, letter of the week. Robo, is There we go. Um, I want to also say thank you to all the sponsors who turned up yesterday, uh, or oh no, day before yesterday when we were down at uh, the QE2 Centre for Expo. So uh, good to see you guys. Uh, we are getting together, getting geared up, ready for what's going to be a brilliant Expo this year. And uh, of course, course, couldn't do it without uh, the wonderful people who support us. So thanks for coming on down right lots to get through this show and let's start off with a big serious story which is all part of the week's theme which is deal or no deal brexit of course so um today you have the uk government uh publishing what is let's face it bullshit (laughs) right the truth is we have no idea what we're publishing but we're going to do it anyway so we're putting out this stuff Uh, each department's doing it and today Claire Perry put out what is called a statutory instrument what does it mean frankly it means you have got a sort of uh, legal framework to do something so a statutory instrument instrument would be like this is our plans to follow a certain course and this is all to do with energy and Brexit so We have no idea what's happening. If you've been following the news this week, we've got two scenarios going on. We've got Dominic Raab, Brexit Secretary, saying, don't worry about it, it's all good, we're going to plan for a no deal, and we will get a deal, but we have to plan for it. And then you've had the Chancellor, (laughs) Ramona, as many of them in the Tory party think he is, uh, Hammond, uh, saying, oh, God, if we have no deal, it's going to be chaos. What does that all mean when it comes to energy? Well, what it means is that, obviously, we are an island. We have to trade. We have interconnectors. How will they all work? What will be the standards when we import and we export? There will be certain codes. So what was announced today was by Claire Perry and the government as such was saying that we are putting in these statutory instruments, these little guidances to say these will be <clears throat> the rules we'll follow. And what they're basically saying is they're going to follow the EU rules as much as possible. So a lot of the legislation, uh, the EU standards and codes, would be the ones they adopt Um, the other thing that came out was probably you may have seen it there was issues around our nuclear future and what we're going to do about sort of getting generation imported to make sure we've got enough capacity should there be no deal so the government's working on that well what can you say about it look you can't say the government's doing the wrong thing they're doing absolutely the right thing Whether these statutory instruments are really what will happen or whether they're just part of a a wider picture, we don't know, but the main point is unless you start to plan for a no-deal Brexit, we'll be in deep doo-doo as they say. So fair enough, fair enough that they're planning a bit, but if you look at where we are and what's happening, I think the most likely scenario in terms of energy is that it'll be the status quo because there, there is so much regulatory uh, interconnection between us that we just can't stop that. Otherwise you'd literally have a, a border for energy. Imagine that, you've got a you know, power line and you're trying to sell, sell the energy to Europe or it's coming in and you've suddenly got almost like a passport for energy. I mean, it'd be ridiculous. So we will match all the codes. We will match the way that we're uh, trading. It'll have to be that because otherwise the system across Europe, and bear in mind, Whatever, um, you know, many people in Europe may think, oh, you know, good riddance to Britain. The fact is, particularly with the amount of uh, renewable generation we have, uh, up in Scotland, the wind energy, we produce a lot for Europe as well. So as much as we need their interconnectors, they kind of need us as well. So I do think a deal on the energy side, irrespective of whatever happens, will be done. Uh, moving on, uh, this is a bit of a global story, and this is about uh, cities planning to go carbon neutral. So... We've done stories for quite a while about certain cities saying, oh, we're going to do this. We're going to you know, try and get ourselves cleaner. In London, we've had things like the toxicity charge introduced. We've had plans to scrap all petrol and diesel cars by 2040. And now what we've got is 19 uh, cities around the world, places like, obviously, us in London, uh, Copenhagen, Sydney. I think New York is one of them as well. Is that right? New York, I think. Um, They're saying that all new buildings will be carbon neutral by 2030. So they're going to try and do this big build. So whenever there's a new building, you will now have it built with this standard. Now, I can't remember, but you remember what city... It was American City that pledged to do it first. We ran that story a couple of weeks ago, didn't we, over a couple of months ago. There was one... Yeah, I can't remember who it was, but someone in America said they were going to do this, and now all these mayors have got together and pledged to do this, including incentives for building firms or whatever. How likely is it? 2030. Let's just think about that. It's 2018. Yeah? So by my math, that is 12 years. In 12 years, all new buildings in London will be carbon neutral. (coughs) Yeah, me thinks not. Um, I think this is one of those kind of PR stunts that sounds great. And also, who the hell's going to check all this? Yeah, unless you completely change the codes and build now with pure, complete legislation that you cannot build a building without thermal insulation, solar panels, CHP and all that. And who decides that? The builders. What are they going to do? Oh, hang on, mate. I'm going to put all that in. Oh, shit, it's going to cost me loads of money. Why would I put it in if I don't have to? So, sounds a good thing. Only will happen if it is proper legislation. So you change all the building codes and you say, this is how it will be built. Because if I was a builder and had the option of building with or without something that's very, very expensive in terms of the cost of a lot of the sort of renewable uh, and carbon neutral stuff, then I would go, why bother? Okay, finally in this section, this is quite good because we've been doing loads of stories on batteries lately and this is even better. Long way away, but a bit of research at the University of Glasgow. Looking into flow batteries. So, flow batteries are basically batteries where um, there's a sort of a liquid or a, 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 a chemical that moves between uh, the poles to, to produce the energy. And um, this is something, I, I don't know what the hell these are, guys, because you wrote them nanomolecules. I think that sounds like utter bullshit. But anyway, nanomolecules, whatever they are. But the molecules, but even smaller, yeah. These things uh, will basically be in these new batteries, which uh, will either release uh, energy in the form of electricity as they transition and, and generate, or hydrogen gas. The nanomolecules apparently store tenfold the amount of energy, whatever. Anyway, it's all theory, but the theory would be great for us if we do have an EV future because These batteries would have the possibility for you to recharge your EV in seconds. And one of the theories is you could drive up to a charging station, your car battery is made of this kind of uh, nanoparticle solution, whatever it is, and what happens is, when you actually charge up, all the liquid in the battery gets siphoned out, and new liquid gets siphoned in, and that generates electricity, and it happens instantly. So you don't have to actually wait for a battery to get to charge, you actually replace the whole sort of chemical element of it. I think it's very interesting. I don't know how relevant it will be or whether it will come to fruition. But it does show you that there is so much going on in this new field of battery research. And with the amount of storage that we're going to need, it's not surprising that's going on. Let us know what you think. We're on to this week's banter box. Have you finished? Just about. <laughs> da, 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 da. Tell me about your new glasses, look. You look very studious today.
1: Yes. Um these I are my like it. these are my spare glasses. It's better than the mole rat, look. Yeah. No, the all right. Everyone loves it. No, the no, right. no one loves the right? Yeah. But, yeah, these are my spare glasses. I like them. Uh, they probably won't be around next week, so enjoy them while you can. Excellent.
0: Uh, now, um, obviously, it's my birthday tomorrow and you're coming.
1: Obviously, yeah. uh, But
0: you made the ultimate sacrifice for love, didn't you? Yes. <laughs> well, look, here's your chance to apologise to her.
1: Uh, what? Drake dragging Elena to your party yeah. instead of uh, her own birthday yeah, today. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, happy birthday, Elena. Uh, sorry, you have to come to his party instead of having our own party. Tonight, but you're going but. to get
0: fed and you'll get drink. Yeah. Whereas he's so tight, I won't get you any of that. Will you? No. No. There you go. <laughs>
1: uh, now
0: talking about you being tight.
1: Yes. Uh, With your Yorkshire so- roots. Yeah, because I'm so tight, I'm yes. thinking of moving on to a green energy tariff because it can save me so much well money. Well done. According that's, that's to it. this new report. Uh, <laughs>
0: right, tell me yeah,
1: more about it. So a new report. Uh, yeah. Oh, from, from where you ask? who conducted this report? What? You, switch, you switch. Okay. Uh, yeah, so you switch. Uh, so a price, price comparison service. Yes. Uh, say that the ten cheapest uh, energy, ta- the ten cheapest green energy tariffs, yes. uh, are now amongst the, t- the cheapest on the market. Okay. Uh, so basically, the cheapest green energy tariff available now costs 859 pounds a year, uh, and bad. that's 278 pounds cheaper than, that than the average big six tariff. Right. So that's quite a big saving. Uh, yep. Yeah, there are 57 green tariffs on the market now. That's up from 21. Uh, no, sorry, that's 21 more than last year. So it's, it's grown from roughly about 40 to 60 uh, over a year period, so green tariffs are obviously taking off, uh, and 38 percent of people now are actually saying that 38 uh, percent of people that aren't on green tariffs are considering switching to one. So it seems how like big a- was that survey? Uh, I think the survey I don't actually have that number.
0: Well, why the hell have you come on? Are <laughs> <without> you exactly, <laughs> Alex. After every week, <laughs> I say to you, what, are the, what is the size? You know I'm going to ask you the size of the survey. Give me two... I'm not, a, num- I'm not a numbers man, I'm a word What do you mean, a num- numbers man? <laughs> Why are you talking about numbers there? Anyway, uh, about pre- how many people find out? <coughs> pre will find out, anyway, while she's finding out. So, At least
1: ten energy consumers. Yeah, all Right. yes. Uh, yeah, so basically, uh, green tariff seem like they're becoming more popular, they're becoming cheaper. Uh, so I think before, were, you had to pay a bit of a premium to, yes. you know, have a sustainable deal. Uh, but now it seems that in some cases you can actually get the cheapest deal and look after So what, what does this tell you? Uh, this tells me, what, uh, I don't know, energy co- a lot of things, but energy companies, are cha- <laughs> they could be shifting from fossil fuels and seeing that the future actually is green energy, uh, and maybe it is cheaper because the price of wind and everything's coming down. Uh, so maybe it is actually more cost-effective. Hang
0: on, so. Priy's got a figure, how many? 2,000. 2,000, okay, so 2,000. Oh, All right, not bad, so there's 2,000. Yep. Right,
1: yeah. And? Uh, yeah, and uh, obviously the public are getting behind it now, kind of green energy is losing its stigma that people had. Um, well, perce- people, people would, would
0: look like Rob if they bought green energy, is that what you're saying?
1: Yeah, I think people before... The Gandalf thought, type,
0: he's like, giving me a look there, he's giving me a real <laughs> Gandalf look there.
1: Yeah, people thought, I think before, that you, you know, had to have these a beard. deals were if you're a tree you hacker or something, and yeah. you had to pay ten times the amount and you were for rich. some electricity. Yeah, you've got a
0: beard, you live in Hoxton, yeah. and you're loaded. Yeah, And you know about Bitcoin.
1: Yeah, Basically. but it seems as if it's uh, becoming very mainstream, actually. And but why is it... Well, no,
0: okay, so let's go for this. So, mm. I think I wouldn't really give a crap where my energy comes from, right?
1: You would, if, want, it, you would if it was the cheapest one, it, then. Yeah,
0: if it was the cheapest, that's mm. all, all I'd go for. Mm. So what this does prove is that, actually, if you look at it... Yeah. All of the things that people have complained about, subsidies and <laughs> government policies have caused a change. And they are expensive, you've seen today, Pre will talk to you about another, one of the big six putting their prices up. Yep. But, if those figures are showing you the way things are going, and, and you know, 278 quid cheaper than the average is quite a lot cheaper. I mean, yeah, it's massive.
1: It's about a fifth of the total yeah, cost. So yeah, so,
0: in the end, it's the same as electric vehicles, or anything. Mm. It doesn't matter whether we want to do these things.
1: It's all economics. It's all economics. Yeah, no, I, economics. I agree. Uh, I do, I, if, I don't own my own house, unfortunately. But if I did, uh, I'd like to be paying a green tariff, and I'd be happy to pay a little bit more. Um,
0: Why are not to your dad to do it. That'd be brilliant. He, yeah, he, ask it he, he is.
1: He is. He is? He's, oh. on a, he's on... I won't mention the company. Don't mention the but brand. He's on a, a green energy tariff, and oh. he's very happy with it. But he moved on to that tariff because it was the cheapest. There so. we go.
0: All right, yeah. good stuff. Right, now, uh, talking about uh, cheap and future and money and all your wealth.
1: Yep. Uh, we have, so, yeah. Thank you for that nice segue into my next subject. Uh, so, uh, yeah, God basically, if that. any of you watch Dragon's Den and we're watching it on Sunday evening, uh, I don't actually watch it, but I know Deborah Meaden and Peter Jones and everyone. No, they've all uh, gone. Only, no, only Peter what, Jones. One one left. The, yeah, Peter Jones still yeah. on And he actually Didn't
0: mean to resign from it. She thought it was crap. She left.
1: Oh, well, that's well a, keep on that's top her, of it. That's her loss. Um, <laughs> and anyway, so, on Dragon's Den on Sunday night, an, an automatic switching startup is what yes. they call themselves, uh, called Look After My Bills. Uh, so it's a switching service and it sold 3% of its company equity for 120 grand. Wow. Which is the best deal a company has ever managed on Dragon's Den. Too right. Uh, and, yep, like I said, this is an energy switching company and their selling point is basically that you you sign up with them, they take over your energy deal, and at the end of every year, they'll swap your tariff uh, automatically onto what they call the cheapest tariff on the market every year. Mm hmm. And it basically but it does mean, it all
0: for you. And it then, means that you don't. So need to these be two engaged. blokes yeah. pitched up and they've come up with this, and they're valuing the company. At, I think from my maths, about four million.
1: Mm, yep. Yeah. Wow. You, yeah, and it basically means that you don't. You know, we hear a lot about how consumers need to be more engaged in yeah, yeah. the energy market and keep on top of their energy bills and so on. But this means you sign up to this company and you wouldn't have to be engaged. They would just handle everything for you on a rolling what basis. What about
0: your data? Uh, this is the whole point of this, isn't it?
1: Uh, yes, your data. Uh, well, um, yeah, we, we're sacrificing all of our data, I think, to... We're sacrificing it all. But I think, I think we're past that point already, too. Adams, honest. why do
0: you keep looking at your muscles in the middle <laughs> no, of it? Just, it's just, it's just... <laughs> do you want to come tense yeah. the show everyone go on, yeah, the just guns? Just gun them. Gun
1: sure? guns. guns out. Guns. On the last show, he's going to get his guns out before he goes. Right, OK. Right, so although this company... This company says... <laughs> I think we've done this story. No, we not? haven't. The company says <laughs> that we can save the average consumer £253 a year, which is a okay. lot of money. But since we published the story... Whoa. We have actually had someone email us pointing out that they don't necessarily find the cheapest tariff on the market
0: because uh-huh. it's the
1: cheapest tariff on the market out of the suppliers that they have their own uh, of deal Of course,
0: with. yeah. So but that's the know. same with any kind of switching site. Mm-hmm. When you go to a switching site, do you really think you're getting the market? You're not. Yeah. You're getting the market from people who are paying to put their tariffs on that site. Yeah. So, you know, if you, don't, if you don't know that, then flipping it, what's the point? Yeah. Uh, okay, right. And then uh, something else uh, that's great because having seen your driving skills...
1: And they've improved uh, in the last two years I've been working ta- ta- here, much ta- like my journalism skills. <gasps> uh,
0: tell everyone about your, your first day here when you came for an interview. And well, how m- you, mid-interview,
1: really. Mid-interview, what uh, you had to do? I it asked me to move my... No, I think some, I had to move my car because the car parking space was someone else's and I reversed into a telegraph pole. But, you know, you can't be good at everything, is <laughs> what i say.
0: Well, we'd be like, you to be good at some things,
1: Germans. Oh, well, I'm, worki- I'm working on it. Good. Uh, but, cars, anyway, Germans. Yeah, world-famous car manufacturer, Sono Motors, uh, <laughs> has released a new... I'd so- love to drive a Sono. Has released a new solar-powered car, and I actually think this is quite cool. It'd yeah. suit me a lot. We've we got
0: a picture of it. I think we've got it. It looks weird, You've got to move your
1: head. What do you mean
0: I'm going to move my head? I can't move my head anymore. (laughs) We're in the way. No, I can can see. What do you mean I...
1: What What should I do? It's been just down. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so anyway, this Uh... car, uh, it's quite nice looking. But those things on the side that you can see are solar panels. Yes. It also has solar panels all over the bonnet and all over the roof of the car. 330 solar cells in total.
0: Hang on a second. Alex, you remember we went to uh, Paris... So we saw uh, it was Toyota, wasn't it? Toyota, yeah. yeah, and they had this Prius with a solar roof. So oh, okay. they, they've gone one stage further, because the Prius with the solar roof, which is going on sale, I think, sometime next year, mm. it just, in low power, it uses that, but it's just a little top-up. Is this yeah. running constantly on that, then?
1: Uh, no. Uh-huh. So you can charge it via a standard electric vehicle plug, and it yeah. would work like a normal electric car. It would have 155 miles, which is you know, yeah, fairly decent. Uh, and, but basically the solar gives you 20 miles every day. So, so just some round, people round might town. say that's not a lot if no, you drive, right. if you've got a long commute or something, but I never drive more than 20 miles in a day, I No, say. but the
0: average driver's commute is like three, four miles in a day. So yeah, yeah. A,
1: so I think if I had that car, I'd never have to even top it up. How, mu- how much is it? Energy. Uh, it is 16,000 euros, uh, which is okay, but yeah, then read the small 40. print, that doesn't include the battery, which is 4,000 euros. So that's, that's, that's another 25% of the price. Are these actually now. being
0: made or is this just concept no, stuff? No, no,
1: they're being made. There's six and a half thousand pre orders. Wow. Yeah. And uh, it hasn't been announced that long ago. So there's been quite a lot of interest. Uh, like I said, I think for people that do short journeys, it could basically turn your fuel cost to zero if you live mm-hmm. in a sunny country. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I then looked at the car and thought, what happens if someone scrapes into you, even like a very light scrape or something? Someone like keys that.
0: it. Like they do in
1: Bromley. Yeah. <laughs> Never go to Bromley. Never. Stay in Surrey. Oi. Uh, oi, oi. <laughs> uh But yeah, even if you open the door into a lamppost, I thought, you know, you're probably going to have what a have thousand have, pounds like, of repair. Like
0: if you live in Port, Port Stewart and you've got mm-hmm. no sunshine, what happens then? Car cut, doesn't go.
1: Uh, yeah, don't live in Port Stewart, and if you have to, don't oh, buy a solar car. Oh, hang on, something's <laughs> happening in the corner. <laughs> right. He's um, getting involved. No, but, you know, lots of solar technology work nowadays works <coughs> in fairly low light conditions. It can be cloudy <coughs> and it will still work. No, no, so I think, that uh, would be...
0: I think the, the main thing is, though, whether this is just a little thing that happens, mm. it shows you, you know, when people start putting things like this... Yeah. One big manufacturer will probably do this big scale. Yeah. So these sort of things, that, you know, like, Gwiz. I don't know if people remember those, they, they, you sometimes see them, they little electric cars. Yeah, the
1: tiny and, ones.
0: Yeah, they look terrible. Yeah. And, you know, loads of people had them about 15, 20 years ago, and they were like, oh, you're really odd. Look at that. That has now become, you know, a Tesla and all of those things. So yeah. I think this company, good luck for them, because if they can get a bit of a market, mm. they're sort of, you know, starting the whole side sort of thing. Excellent. Yeah, I think it's cool. Okay, anything else from your world?
1: Nothing. How's things? No, things are good, as yeah. always. Um, and what, what are
0: you buying Elena tonight, then?
1: Well, I've bought Elena's presents already, obviously. Because uh, I'm prepared. And you've wrapped
0: them, haven't you? You've spent most of your afternoon wrapping them in the office. Yeah.
1: You know, more, more important than work. Um, but, yeah. And then I'm looking forward to your birthday party tomorrow Excellent. night. To welcome you into the second 50-year period. <laughs> Knocked it out, Park. Uh, goodbye, Jonathan. Bye. Oh.
0: Uh, right, have we got a Hack Hatch intro? I think we have. Hack Hutch. <laughs> she's just busy. She should be I'm here now.
2: I'm just getting my microphone on. Robert, why, is, Robert is looking at me very annoyed because I'm not in on time. Robert,
0: yeah, no, she's, not, <laughs> she's never on time. Well, I don't know why you need the Hack Hatch thing. What do you want that for?
2: Well, it's oh, we get a new one? Yeah, yeah. I think Rob, Rob's pre. on it. Should
0: we have the pre? Oh, we no, need a pre-info. No. Yeah,
2: Nothing to do with yeah, princesses. Yeah, pre Den. pre Den. I like that. Yeah, that's fine.
0: <laughs> that's good. i not,
2: not a big fan of Prees princessy pagoda. things.
0: pre pagoda. It's <laughs> not bad either. Yeah, okay. We'll leave it now, guys. <laughs> Thank you. Right. Uh, so... Uh, I
2: just noticed, actually, when I was watching Short Fuse, have yes. you got a new gift for yourself? I had not seen it before.
0: Yes, I bought myself a watch. There's no an one else. I watch. Yeah, an I watch. But I paid, not for my uncle, but I paid very cheap for this. It's fake. <laughs> it is fake. <laughs> my son gets them from weird Chinese it's websites. Entirely. Don't do that. Don't, don't go on the dark web, only Freddie does that. Don't go on there.
2: No, uh, Freddie is Robert.
0: No, it's not. Robert. Is it Robert? you that. Yeah. Okay, fine. Yeah, the exactly. Room. That room is much darker <laughs> than this one. Uh, now, you've got the story that I promoted. My God, another one has gone.
2: Yep, feels like deja vu. Deja vu. Seems like we're talking about this every other week. Yes. Um, but and we are. The fourth of the big six companies um, has increased energy prices for the second time this year, and mm-hmm. that's Scottish Power. Um, So it's a 3.7% increase, Mm -hmm. uh, and it's going to come into effect on the 8th of October.
0: Right, just before the winter, perfect. Yep, Uh,
2: and it's going to add about £46 to the average dual fuel bill, so that's gas and electricity, and that's going to take up the total to £1,257, so anyone on the standard variable tariff with Mm -hmm. um, Scottish Power or the other three big six companies who have already raised prices, that's British Gas for the second time. Uh, British Gas, Eon, and EDF Energy.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I think it's a good time to switch.
0: Yeah, well, you saw Johnny's story there about the kind of um, the greener energy stuff and the tariffs that are coming down. So I think that yeah. that's you know, I don't blame the Big Six because they have to, you know, they still whatever you may think own all the big assets. Mm-hmm. So they they have to hedge ahead. But
2: yeah, so one of the, the main reason everyone's and this is a thing that's, the reason for every single energy company who increases prices every year, and that's wholesale costs yeah. going up. Um, and this year, they've said that wholesale costs have increased by 20% since wow. April. Uh, and that was around the time when they increased the first... Pr- they had the first price rise uh, for the year. So that's the reason. And that's also one of the reasons why Offgem yeah. um, recently as well, I'm sure you've seen the story about um, them increasing the level for the safeguard tariff for vulnerable customers. So... Um, I guess it's something they've got
0: to do. It's got to be done. Um, now, and then you've got a story from your homelands. Yes. Only in the week that she's booked a holiday. <laughs> Funny that.
2: No, I, th- that was such a coincidence. I saw the story mm. and I thought, ah, I've got to run it and I've got to mention it on Short Fuse because it's once in a blue moon that I find these stories, energy-related stories. Tell us stories. all. Okay. So this is about low-emission buses being rolled out mm-hmm. um, across um, the capital city of Nepal, which is Kathmandu. Uh, so a fleet of 17 buses uh, have hit the roads and they replaced the old microbuses and the three-wheelers, which called I love called the, bus. look, the, the, the buses. Yeah, and look, uh, they've got flowers. Yeah. Can you make and... us small
0: again, Rob? Make us small. Wee, Make us wee. Oh, sure. I almost slipped over. I think, it's really I think
2: I like they took the this wee. picture when, because um, normally when you have, when you're starting a new venture or you're yeah. starting new, something You cover new, it
0: with blessings.
2: Yeah, so you yeah. So you kind of bless it and yeah, I think that's what it is with all the Someone flowers and Someone should bless the
0: 134 one, bus <laughs> as well, that'd be <laughs> useful. Um, so, but this is quite good because what you've got here is a story of, uh, let's be honest, a fairly poor nation but... Making a massive jump, going into low emissions, where, yeah. like India, God, the diesel fumes from these buses are terrible, aren't mm.
2: they? Yeah, I think um, I remember. I think the last time I was in Kathmandu was about three years ago. I'm so excited to go this <laughs> this December. <laughs> Next week will be the holiday <laughs> show with Priyanka. Um, yeah, so I remember when you come out, especially going from a country yeah. like England, you come out, step out of the uh, the aeroplane, and you feel. The, smog. the heat and the smog. Mm. And you feel, when you get home, you feel like you're covered in smog, covered in pollution. How many, how many so of these
0: buses will there be? So
2: there's 17 at the moment. And who um, paid for this, then? So it's the ADB, which is the Asian Development Bank. Okay. is partly funding, yeah. uh, and it's part-funded by the government. Um, but what's good about this is the owners uh, of these buses have set up a private limited company, uh, which means they get revenues... Um, through through the um, use of the buses,
0: right. So that makes a sustainable business. Yeah, yeah got gotcha. So they're
2: shareholders in the company. Very good. Uh, which is a good thing. Uh, yeah, and I hopefully this is the start of something uh, good Excellent. in the country. Excellent. Uh, and that's about it and for news. It? That's about it for news. If you've got any stories, obviously, do send it over to stories at energylivenews.com And uh, looking forward to your birthday tomorrow. I
0: want to know what you're wearing.
2: I'm not telling you now. i will going to find out tomorrow. It's a surprise. Hey. Hopefully, if it gets delivered on time. Yeah,
0: okay, brilliant. That, that's uh, why I like to see play plan. It's been <laughs> up on the board for like three months, but anyway. Because
2: Thank I you. couldn't decide. What are you dressing up as? We'll find out. Oh, okay. okay. But I think Kieran told me.
0: Okay, oh, typical.
2: Have a good bank
0: holiday. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Uh, right, let's go through some diary dates. So, uh, we have Expo... Uh, but before that we have the Power Rides. So the Power Ride is on the 19th of September, it is anywhere you want to do it. So come and join us down in uh, sort of East London, we've hired out the uh, track there, so do as many circuits as you want, join us for the team, you can watch Johnny go around in his terrible 70s shorts, it'd be brilliant. Uh, all we ask is a pound per kilometre and of course, big thanks to our friends up at CNG and several other people who have got involved who are doing their own power rides. So if you want to get involved, it's all for arthritis research, please go onto our website and uh, we look forward to seeing you. Expo, as I mentioned earlier, Claire Perry, we did the story about her 31st of October. Plenty of things and I can announce we have two more speakers joining our panel so you'll find all the details on our website. Next week we'll be publishing it but we have uh, EDF, we have uh, SSE, we have ABB and of course we have uh, Claire Perry. We then have 30 sessions from different people giving you insight including fellow energy end users. So if you haven't registered yet you'll be getting emails from our office, please reply, get your space, book yourself on that. And then on the 6th of December, it is El Par. So uh, on, the, on the boat party, uh, get your entries in. Remember, entries are free. We're getting loads of people sending stuff through, which is great. If you have a personality, don't count. count yes if you've got one then come along uh if you haven't then you know there are other institutions you can visit i won't say any more than that right and finally so this is great i like this one so this is a uh, reebok giving you vegan trainers i think they're great i do like i do like the way the cotton is just very odd so they're made of corn which i could sort of point that way corn and they're made of corn. That's quite, that was quite a good. Look, corn, hang on, there, corn, and cotton. And uh, they are for the vegan market, but they're also part of this whole thing. But if you know uh, plastics, uh, where they all come from? Team? Oil. Dinosaurs. Uh, dinosaurs. he's yeah, right, actually, eventually dinosaurs. But uh, most of your trainers, nearly in fact, all of your trainers are made of something from the petrochemical or petroleum industry. These aren't, um, and what they've said is 20, I can't believe this. Most of them are bought by my son, by the way. 20 billion pairs of trainers are made in the UK and in the world. And uh, you know, he's got about 500,000 pairs. And so is Dr. Dre, from what I understand keep it real. Uh, but basically, <laughs> uh, shut up. Anyway, uh, but I think this is great. They, they cost about 80 quid, which is probably what, I don't know, people spend on trainers. Alex is nodding. Or people nick, so there you go. Um, not that I'm advocating that. Go to China again. Yeah, okay, let's leave that bit. Um, and what's also important is that, um, I think Adidas have done one already, but it shows you that if the sort of footwear industry, obviously worn by young people, although Check them out. <laughs> B-Tech ones. Anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, are well, they. Uh, so, uh, shush. Uh, and basically, I think this is great. Because why don't we do that? Why don't we make our clothes out of things that are sustainable? So, good on Reebok for doing that. Um, that's it. I don't think we... Have we got any shout-outs? Uh, why not even Kevin Corcoran? I uh, not Well, we're going to see Kevin in his weird be beard. Ours, yeah, he is, yeah. Uh, and finally... It's a bit of a weird one, but today's Vesuvius Day. So if you were around in 79 AD, on the 24th of August, it wasn't a good day. So uh, yeah, it would be, um, you wouldn't be getting much corn on the fields. But yes, that's a very odd gif. Only pre would find these ones. Why don't we, so, it, it, do, it does look like, yeah, it's pretty old, isn't it, I old. suppose? A yeah. Years, you know? Yeah, a couple of thousand years, well, exactly. So, so yes, uh, Vesuvius Day, volcanoes are us. Uh, we'll be back, or well, I won't be. But they will be uh, next week because I've got meetings. So you're going to have the dynamic duo. God help them. Whoop whoop. whoop, whoop. Them. Uh, have a fantastic bank holiday weekend. I'll see you in my next decade. Adios. <laughs>